on. So for the benefit of the podcast, I'll uh, note that the this is the regular meeting of the Peace River Town Council for Monday, November 2nd, 2015, and it's being called to order at 5 o'clock. You all should have an agenda in front of you. And are there any additions or deletions? Hearing none, I'll accept the motion to uh, um, to adopt the minutes. I mean, to adopt the agenda as presented. I'll make that pull. The motion of your worship. Okay. All in favor of Mr. Burr's motion. So that takes us to the adoption of the minutes. There are two sets of minutes. Um, why is one draft and one minutes off? Is there a reason why I should? No reason. Okay. Minutes, yeah. I guess technically they're both drafts and yeah. they're approved. Right. So are there any uh, changes that need to be made to clarify or correct the October 26th? minutes of the regular meeting of council. I'll assume that's a no from the uh, pregnant pause there. I move that the minutes of uh, October 26th uh, council meeting be approved. All in favor of Deputy Mayor Manzer's motion? Passed. There are a set of minutes from October 28, 2015, Governance and Priorities meeting. Are there any corrections that need to be made there or clarifications? I don't see any corrections, Your Worship. I would put a motion on the floor to accept, to accept the October 28 uh, GMT minutes as presented. All in favor of Councillor Needham's motion? Mr. Parker, are there any um, public hearings today? There is none. Any presentations? Uh, Your Worship, none. We have a bylaw in front of us, bylaw 1968, if I read that correctly. Road closure bylaw, and it's up for second and third reading. And perhaps uh, Ms. Modi can just give us a synopsis for those that have a short memory and have forgotten about the first reading. I can. Good evening. <coughs> Good evening, Ms. Morty. Bylaw 1968 is a road closure bylaw. It closes a portion of 90th Street, which is currently a wide road, wide road right-of-way that is wider than the actual built road that is 90th Street. So we have a in the summer, we received a request to close a portion of 90th Street. And as I said, the right-of-way is currently larger than the actual road itself. To close a, to close a road, the MDA requires that it be closed by bylaw because it is vested in the Crown. And that bylaw must be submitted to Alberta Transportation after a public hearing and first reading uh, to, public or to Alberta Transportation where they give it ministerial approval, after which they submit it back to the town and 
we can proceed with second and third reading. So we sent out referral letters and advertised the bylaw in the newspaper um, on August 12th. I'm sorry, the advertising was on August 19th and 26th. And then we held that public hearing on August 31st, 2015. At that date, the bylaw also received first reading. We didn't receive any objections based on the uh, referrals that we sent out, accepting that ACO pipelines specified some conditions that they would need to be met for them to approve it. Uh, namely, that there was a 7.5 meter right of way that would be registered for an existing high pressure pipeline. So we referred that bylaw on, and the, the um, feedback that we received on Alberta Transportation on September 1st, and we received the approval from transportation with the signed copy with the minister's signature on October 14th. So the bylaw is before you today for second and third reading. Okay, and your recommendation on this is that we pass the bylaw as with those, well, I, I guess there are no modifications required to the bylaw because of the ACO. Uh, that would be part of the process once we close the road and we're moving towards making a private land. However, in terms of the bylaw itself, no, there is no amendment to the bylaw. Right, so there's no, no changes since the first reading. And your recommendation is that we provide second and third reading of this bylaw. Yes, there were no objections to closing the road and making it private side of land, so that's yes, our recommendation of second and third reading. Okay, um, so I'll allow councillors to ask any questions that they deem worthy of you, uh, or else, or they forever shall they hold their peace. No questions? We went through this pretty thoroughly in the first reading. So. <coughs> Do I hear uh, a motion to for a second reading? Your Worship, I'll put a motion on the floor that uh, Council provides second reading to bylaw 1968. All in favor of Councillor Ford's motion? Passed. Uh, any anybody wish to? You've had a chance to think of a question. Is there any additional questions you want to ask before we have a motion for third reading? Seeing none, I'll ask for a motion for third reading. Your Worship, I would uh, put a motion on the floor that uh, Council adopt third reading to bylaw 1968. Okay, all in favor of Councilor Meehan's motion? Pass. Okay, very good. That's bylaw 1968 is proclaimed law. Very good. Uh, that takes us to unfinished business. Signing authorities at financial institutions. Uh, would you care to just elaborate on that, Mr. Parker? Uh, thank you very much, Your Worship. Um, uh, the uh, last uh, council meeting, uh, um, the manager of uh, finance, uh, Mr. Schramm, uh, submitted uh, um, a list of people to uh, the uh, signing authorities, and so he's resubmitted that list uh, since we were doing the organizational view, our organizational meeting today. So, um, and we have to review it once a year anyway. So uh, he's just resubmitted the exact same uh, motion to assign myself, uh, yourself, Deputy Mayor, um, uh, Renee, uh, the Director of 
Secret Service's uh, authorities. We usually, we, uh, the last two years we've had Mr. Needham also as a signing authority. And, and yes, sir, Councilor Needham, I must have that. Uh, okay, uh, very good. So, is, is this really for information or is. No, we actually have to pass the motion because the motion then goes to the, the uh, financial institutions. Okay, so the motion should read mayor and deputy mayor rather than deputy right. names. And we'll have Mr. Needham as the, uh, as the uh, fallback guy, the guy that'll rescue us, rescue the whole organization. So I'll put a motion on the table, Your Worship, to accept uh, the recommendation of administration to authorize the mayor, the deputy mayor, Councillor Needham, uh, Chris Parker as the CAO, Renee Bench as director of corporate services, and Alan Tram as finance manager, as signing authorities in the town's accounts. All in favor of Councillor Mickey's motion? Passed. Uh, that takes us to new business. Uh, there's three items, uh, at least that's what I see here. Uh, the first item is physician's accommodation. And uh, who's going to take the lead on that? I can speak to it, Mr. Mayor. Um, the um, health region, in particular our um, hospital, uh, is in need of uh, assistance with uh, cost of accommodation for locum physicians and sometimes other medical uh, staff that are in town for a short period of time and um, cannot find um, accommodations either in a timely manner or appropriate accommodations. So they're asking us for um, uh, to continue with a, an extension of the $2,000 per month that the town has been giving them for this accommodation and it has to do with uh, a possible lease that they could sign that's why they're asking us at this time so in his letter uh, mr. Pedlock mentions uh, provides funds until March of next year what's what is that March of 2016 or March of 2015 what, what is that I, 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 I think it's March of 2016 and the six-month lease would be beyond that I think so that will take us to March 2017 or January 2017 well, the recommendation for the 2016 fiscal year right now right okay Thanks for clarifying that. That's so what I, I was getting at. I put a motion on the table, Your Worship, uh, to continue our assistance with the funding for accommodations for locum physicians for the 2016 fiscal year. Okay. And uh, so where, where are you going to take these funds out of, Mr. Parker? Uh, this probably the same location I was taken out of before. I would assume there is a budget for uh, physician attraction. If not, we will be sending it to the budget and there will be a line item specifically for this. I don't believe there is an item in the budget for that, is it? I think we did because we did this last year. Okay. Uh, any questions? No. All in favor? Well, I, sorry for the yeah. I, I guess just a discussion around, um, I'm certainly not opposed to the motion, but um, is this working? Uh, every community struggles with doctors or 
uh, are we gaining ground or are we, you know, what's this, is there a short term, long term, is there a sense that, um, is this solving anything? Well, there was a uh, testimonial from Mr. Pedlock. He said, uh, didn't he say this is uh, working well or something like that? I, I will take about his <laughs> word on this. Uh, the worship of mind. Uh, every community that I've been in, the northern community, does some kind of uh, a form of this. Uh, High Prairie used to have a house, uh, Beaver Lodge, and, and the surrounding areas um, contribute uh, an extensive amount of uh, funds for uh, attracting and keeping physicians, either through housing support. So, for example, uh, Beaver Lodge itself, uh, what they do is if you buy a house, they actually waive your, your taxes for five years. They give you a rebate for five years. Um, and, and plus, they also give recreation things. So this is, uh, um, you know, in line competing with almost every other municipality trying to bring people to the northern communities. Well, and in the interim, while we're trying to attract physicians, we do need locums because we have physicians who still want to take holidays and time off, and uh, I don't think we're ever going to get away from that. So this is really what I look at. This is that this is really housing the temporary physicians that come in to cover off the shortfall. Um, that we have just even in general operations. And I take a Rotary House will uh, pick this up once it gets built? I think that's the discussion is that there would be locum housing available in Rotary House, but until that's built then obviously there's still a need for it in the community. And, uh, well, again, I, I, I wasn't opposed to the motion, just some clarification as to um, you know, what, what what's what's occurring and that this is working, it's working. I understand the, the competition amongst communities. Um, certainly the, the, the local message is clear, but I, I guess the dream always is that you get a local man and you enjoy his time here and then he comes back as a real uh, as a, as a real resident and pays taxes and we don't forgive him. I think I've said my piece. Uh, certainly in favor of the motion, but again, I hate to get caught up in this competitive market year after year after year after year. But, uh, so be it. Okay. This is where we're at. So I believe it's Councillor Menke's motion on the table. All in favor of Councillor Menke's motion? Passed. So we go from from housing housing for physicians to emergency repair of heavy equipment. Perhaps we can find a doctor that can drive a drive heavy equipment and do surgical stuff on the on his uh, slack time. Absolutely. Good evening. Um, <coughs> what you have in front of you is a, uh, a return request for additional funds for the John Deere tractor. Um, what had happened is prior I had done an RFD for you requesting 28000 Um Brand tractor opened it up and retracted their initial quote and reissued the quotes for repair to the tune of just slightly less than fifty thousand. So um, I'm back here asking for funds, and we have a few options. We have repair the loader. We have lease a loader purchase a new loader, purchase a used loader. 
and keeping in mind the constraints, I am asking for repair, emergency funds to repair the existing loader. If we were to buy or, or lease a new loader, we would have to do approximately $10,000 of modifications to make the two pieces of equipment compatible. And that would be the snow blower versus the new loader. However, if we did purchase or lease or buy, uh, I used one, we could reassemble the old loader for $32,000 or $32, or auction it. And it may offer the word may bring up to fifty thousand in in my return. So. so how old is this from John Deere? It's, uh, it was purchased in two thousand and five, so it's ten years old. Did we purchase it new or used? Yes, we purchased it. Oh, surprise. Usually we're too cheap to purchase stuff. <laughs> um, historically we tended to Purchase new. However, we on occasion have purchased new. This is a piece that you guys use on a regular basis, not just in snow removal season. We use this year round. It's yeah, it, it tends to be used well. It's for specifically for snow removal. This is the only piece of equipment that the snowblower can be attached to. Um, yeah, so leasing it, I guess what I was going to, is leasing it or renting it on an as-needed basis isn't an option. No. It's always you lease it or you buy it or you fix it. Right. Okay. Just because of the modifications. This Councillor Ford. The, mod the modifications for the, uh, for the snowblower attachment, um, so you can't take that unit and hook it up to... Uh, another model of John Deere or let's say a cat loader. So the, the attachments aren't universal across? Not specifically in a snowblower. For any machine that we purchase, for the couplers, my understanding is those have to be modified, either the couplers or the machine. The attachment just isn't there to hook it, to snap in. And what's expected life history of this kind of equipment? Like, I don't have one myself, so like it's getting closer to its end life, right? Um, typically, 10 to 15 years for this type of equipment, depending on the hours. This has less than normal hours on it, but because it sits there and kind of grinds slowly. It's really hard on the transmission. This is an example of that type of equipment was really worked hard when it's moving snow. But it's reasonable to expect we could probably get another three or four years from it, maybe five years out, out of the before. It's reasonable to expect. I'm not making a promise. Well, no, I'm not yeah. Yeah. But it would be reasonable based on the hours it has. It's also reasonable then we look at trying to set some money aside to replace it then. That would be a very... Or, well, Councillor Brewer, we could just defer this to the next council. Let them struggle with this decision. So, if I could ask, um, you mentioned snow removal. So, does the water and wastewater departments use this? 
yes. do as well? Yes. Uh -huh. So they use the, the tractor. So would you say it's about half snow and half for the hours it puts on a year? No. No. Um, the size of this is, is the only size of machine that will handle our snow blower. And that's why we have to have this, you know, as big as it is. It's um, extremely important in the snow. But 50-50, no. Um, depends on whether we have a snow season or not. I'm sorry. It's, it's vital for the snow removal. Well, if nobody... Go ahead. Excuse me. Uh, could we just flip over to option two, the lease one? And it's just my uh, my kid brain. Uh, so the, the lease payment, I can understand that. And after eight years, there's a there's a seventy-five thousand off that. Those. So what what happens with the seventy after eight years of seventy-five thousand dollars? We we need to either forfeit the lease and we lose. Or you buy it out at that point, is that correct? The okay. residual payment would be seventy-five thousand at the okay. end of the year. Okay, I, I understand. And then in the next paragraph, it talks about the interest over eight years. What, what am I missing here? What, what interest? Well, if you go into, we actually have all that after the. Well, I, I guess. I was just trying to understand, so releasing it, so not borrowing money, so why is the interest? Okay, so when you go to the last two pages, the amortization of the lease, you actually do, um, you have an interest rate of 5.25% on the lease, and I don't understand financing, but... Okay, so there, well, I, I wasn't question in your, uh, so there, there is an extra cost that is looking Absolutely, it's 5.25%. Uh, it says it on the, uh, on the second page. Now so the, it's got a red ink mark on it that says least, I think. <coughs> right, and then at the bottom, right here, right. you have the residual and the interest over those So there isn't a counselors that are interested in any of the other options. Well, I guess Mr. Needham was interested in option two, this leasing. So you're pretty comfortable with this recommendation just to repair it and not do something a little more. Well, my wish upgrade. list is to buy a new one, but I understand that council's under constraints for monetary. Chris? Actually, uh, the, the, um, to be quite honest, I'm, I'm one who would buy a new one. But before uh, that recommendation actually would come forward, uh, a lot of uh, research had to be done. So, for example, one of the things was exactly how many hours is on this piece of equipment. I believe uh, they said they can go approximately 12,000 hours on this piece of equipment. I believe, I can't, I can't remember those numbers. Um, and this one only had, I think, 8,000 hours on it 
So if you took a look at that, that was the, one of the factors of looking at that there's a possibility it could last a little bit longer. Um, so uh, the to be, to be quite honest, uh, I always look at uh, you could buy used um, and, uh, and not lease a new one and used one. Uh, there is an option possibly, and I don't think that one was really looked at too much. Uh, we, we look at one basic uh, cost for a used one that was, I think, one year older. But in this day and age, uh, especially with the economic downturn, there is a possibility. But the biggest factor for why we were actually recommending this one is because this is such a vital piece of equipment. And because the other ones have to have all these attachments done to it and modifications, that we need this piece of equipment like tomorrow. If, if it snows tomorrow or within this week, we're kind of hooped a little bit. So. Well, this is a snow blower. This isn't. Yeah. This doesn't clean it off. This, this takes the windrows, right? Yeah. Blows it in the trucks. We won't get. I looked at the last the next two weeks. There isn't. There isn't. It isn't calling for two feet of snow. No, but it also can pick it up too and. <clears throat> Okay, so, it, so in the next two weeks, there's going to be something like two, maybe three centimeters of snow. It'll probably all melt in place. So if you did, I suppose the issue is if you order, then there's delivery time. I suppose is, is the real issue. Well, if, if you guys are comfortable, if the town, if the administration is comfortable with this recommendation, I just digging into whether you're comfortable. Your wish list would be a new one, but you're saying, Mr. Parker, that we don't have time to do it. Based on, uh, yeah, the recommendations from... And the modifications. And the modifications. So if I'm reading this correct, <clears throat> the new loader and the used loader, there's only a $5,000 <coughs> price difference? Um, yes, we're going to call for a new one, 250 and we also just quickly looked at what's out there for used, um, and it was slightly larger, but you have to just try to find something that would fit. And what I would caution against is another company just slapping a machine together to get rid of it, like I suggested. Like you proposed, yeah. <laughs> just suggest it. Well, if there's a councillor who's pretty comfortable with the recommendation we made, my I, I think we should stick with the, the existing piece of equipment. Then I guess that one, it's not part of my motion, but have the administration look at you know a plan to re replace this. Well, I think the whole fleet needs to be looked at, but I think my experience is that we run stuff in the ground and then we're and caught behind a rock in a hard place. So, so I'll make the motion to uh, to go ahead and repair the. Just adopt the administration's recommendation, okay. right? Adopt the recommendation to, to repair it. Okay, all in favor of Mr. Burr's motion? Okay. Anyone against? Passed unanimously. Thank you. Um, now we have the notice of motion from uh, uh, Mr. Ford, Mr. Ford, Councillor Ford, and that motion. Um, I will read it. Will, uh, for the benefit of the crew here, I will uh, read it. Mr. Ford moves to direct administration 
to look at a policy procedure or bylaw to deal with capital infrastructure donations in order to avoid slash mitigate the burden on taxpayers to maintain the asset uh, increased I think that should be increased not increase so there should be a D on there increased operating costs insurance costs training costs etc and clarify <coughs> clarify ownership of the capital asset um, I will give it over to you Mr. Ford if you wish to elaborate on that motion so not that, uh, thank you, Your Worship. So not that I'm uh, against any of the uh, the projects that are, that have ha have happened or are currently happening now. Um, my, like I say, my interests are uh, is to make sure that the the town is aware of these projects so that um, the town can budget or plan in their <coughs> budgeting session for these projects. So I'll just use I'll use a couple of examples. Um, one that happened before this council's time. Um, I do believe it was the fire department administration, not administration, but the uh, association had raised money and uh, bought the town a, a rescue boat or a jet boat. So just using that as an example, the, the, the money is raised by a nonprofit group and then the assets donated to, to the town. So what I would like to, uh, what I would like to see with this uh, motion is to have some sort of communication between that group or any group that is looking at a donation of of such, so that the uh, the town or the council at the time can uh, budget for whatever those added costs to maintain that type of in infrastructure may be. Okay. Any questions of Mr. Ford? Or anybody want to? debate the, the points he's made? If not, I'll call for a vote on Mr. Ford's motion. All in favor? Anyone against? Pass unanimously. Uh, that takes us to reports. Uh, uh, Ms. Fallon has uh, created a uh, basically a listing of the meetings that individuals attended last week. Uh, so I'll just start out with Councillor Needham and see if he wants to make any uh, points with regards to these uh, committees meetings that he attended. Um, the, the only odd one or the only one that's different than regular council and GMP was the Peace Regional Waste Management Company strategic <coughs> planning session. Uh, anything you wish to comment I, on there? I'm drawing a blank. Uh, we attended a meeting as was regular business. Uh, it was a strategic planning session, so uh, the partners get together on an annual basis and review uh, the strategic plan. I believe we fell short in the policy department. We were to review a number of policies and didn't get to them, so I think that will be in a future meeting. But, uh, no, it's... Uh, it's, it's a very short report, Your Worship. Uh, it's largely regular business. Not, not much to happen. So the long-term plan is still to move the current landfill to the green zone. Um, it's anticipated, though, that that will be delayed with the slowdown in the in waste uh, being hauled in from the oil and, oil and gas fields. 
Yeah, well, that's a, that's a fair comment. That certainly came up at the meeting. Um, I know there's been some initial investigation work. Um, the approvals that have to go through between the waste management company and and government regulators, but uh, certainly there's some initial research and they're looking at some sites. Um, so that's certainly a long-term, short-term goal. And then the current facility, of course, would become a, a transfer station. But uh, again, largely in the planning stage and certainly the industrial waste that's coming into the site has certainly declined uh, substantially. Uh, Councillor Burr, uh, you also attended the Peace Regional Waste Management Company strategic planning session in addition to regular council on the governance and priority meeting on October 28th. you want to add any comments? Uh, just, I think one of the things I like in terms of the strategic plan is, you know, there was some discussion about waste minimization opportunities or possibilities within, within the zone and some of the other areas. So, but I guess we'll have to wait and see whether those come to fruition or not. So part of their long-term strategic uh, vision is 50% uh, reduction in waste going to the landfill, correct? Right. Councillor Ford, uh, you have a regular council on governance and priority meeting. Uh, any other meetings uh, that we neglected to put down here? Uh, yes, Your Worship. I actually left the uh, Governments and Priorities meeting at about 5 to 7 on October 28th so I could attend the Community <coughs> Services Board meeting. Um, quite the report coming out of that meeting. We had a presentation from Lyndon Waits, the president of the Peace River Ski Club. Um, they do have a, a five-year business plan laid out. Uh, this year, all three lifts will be, they're planning to operate. Uh, as far as the, the fundraising goes, they're the truck raffle, they were able to raise approximately $45,000. Oktoberfest, they raised between twenty dollars and $25,000. Um, they have purchased brand new snow guns to make snow on the hill, which they can start making snow between minus 2 and minus 16 degrees Celsius. They do have a current uh, power issue with the chairlift. Um, it sometimes will shut down. Um, so their plan is to to run that unit, they will have an electrician on, on site to try and solve that problem in the, in the near future. Um, in regards to the financial situation, currently 95% of all the Ski Hills bills are paid. Um, they're currently $86,000 in debt and their line of credit is manageable sitting at about 77, so that total line of debt is about 86,000. Uh, the water lines to uh, that are required to make snow are now functional. Uh, donations by, uh, it was Rod DeBolt with uh, Northern Cross Oil Field Services came in and helped out there. Um, Ski Hills uh, trying to open the same day that uh, school lets go for Christmas holidays around December 19th or 20th. And they currently have a, a supervisor on the hill um, that is gonna be working and her name is Amanda Cottrell. And, uh, other than that, we re pretty much reviewed the uh, community services business plan. They're going to come back with a few revision revisions, but uh, I think uh, uh, coming out of that is uh, Lyndon Waite's good job for turning that ski hill right around. Okay. Could I just ask, ask a question with respect to that? Um, so the daycare is still presently occupying the ski chalet? No, they're not. So they've gone from there? Uh, I put you up next, Councillor Sajak. So, uh, is there a 
got you down for regular council and governance and priority meeting last week. We also had a um, brief uh, fire committee uh, strategic meeting on uh, the 27th. Our council board, myself, and Celia uh, Parker attended with uh, Mr. Bushy and reviewed again a few of their proposals going to budget. Basically, I guess we'll wait to see what they call Well, what day was that? 27th, Tuesday. Councilor Rinke, I've got you now for regular council and governance and priority. Yeah, last week, that's all I had. Okay, uh, okay Councilor Ma uh, Manzer, I've got you now for every day of the week last week. That was a busy week. Um, yeah. I'm going to October 27th, I uh, attended a focus group on an Aboriginal strategy plan which is being formulated by the Native Friendship Groups and I think they have to have that report in later next year. Also, um, on October 30th, same uh, day, I attended the Mighty Peace Watershed Alliance meeting and coming out of there, they're forming two working groups to um, start putting some more detail into some of the plans that they have to develop for this watershed. They're also going to be asking if um, municipalities within that watershed are interested in a rain barrel program. So there should be more details coming out of that. The Source Water Protection Workshop was that afternoon and it was an excellent presentation by um, a young lady from Edmonton who is, um, my understanding, Edmonton City's kind of source water protection person. So she's um, developed some strategies that um, go wherever the source waters from small rivers, small streams of the North Saskatchewan um, to help them maintain their quality and thus affect Edmonton's water supply. And that was about it. Okay. And I just have the three regular council Government's priority meeting and October 29th was uh, East Regional Waste Management Company Strategic Planning Session. Um, <clears throat> that takes us to uh, information items. Uh, you sh should see there a letter uh, that we received from Alberta Infrastructure and Transportation just respecting the, uh, the grant that they. Uh, that they're willing to give us under uh, Green Trip funding. Uh, there's a letter received from the North Peace Housing respecting the, uh, the security deposit on the infrastructure, which we waived, and it's uh, basically a thank you letter. And we have the Corporate Services CAO office, which uh, provided their, uh, their monthly report and uh, it's good to see all the uh, all the <coughs> stuff on the uh, on the social all the stats on the social media. Anybody else wish to make any comments on those or have questions on those? I think we should also celebrate uh, the uh, amount of building permits as of September 30th. I think it's about 13 or 14 million in this report. Is that? Um, is that a 
record? I don't know if it sounds good to me. <laughs> it's good. So we we can't we should celebrate it, but we can't put it in context of yeah. other months. Okay. Um, which may be uh, something that should be done, perhaps, is uh, uh, and it, as the months go by, a, a report on a, a graph that shows the building permits that have been issued for each month and a running total. So how many uh, permits were issued last month? Uh, we, we had 13 uh, uh, commercial permits, between uh, the institutional permits were six, and then residential permits were 26. So should we make the goal? Uh, 30 residential, 15 institutional. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could keep on putting in a permit for, you know, build a fence, change a wall. <laughs> So, uh, can I get a motion to accept? Well, I just want to comment on. I think we need to be cautious in terms of taking on spinning that. This is something that we've yeah. been part of. This, this stuff, in my mind, has always been more driven by the bigger economy. You know, we might be able to uh, to modify it slightly, but the the big wave is uh, is what the, the real economy is doing. Uh, so, on that note, are you willing to make a motion? to uh, accept for information items 11.1 .1 through 11.3 inclusive for information. I'll make that motion, Your Worship. All in favor, Councilor Perez, motion. Um, this notice of motion that was just a carryover from the last meeting. Uh, there are no in-camera items, uh, so I will open it up to press because this may be a record setting uh, meeting in terms of shortness. That should be celebrated too. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, that the, be the first item on there in fact. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was talking about the physician recruitment. Who knows people about that? Um, Ms. Ba um, well, Ms. Manzer actually led the uh, discussion today. Stick around for that, are they? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Okay. I don't think you get the same amount of fireworks at these meetings as you do in the rural counties. <laughs> Organization. I fireworks myself. Okay. Okay. Hey. So, uh, other than physician accommodations, uh, you don't have any. Uh, any items that grabbed your interest? I do have a request, though. Okay. Would you consider sharing some of your uh, the correspondence you have with us? You know, in addition to the agenda, just some of the items that you have on your computers, make paper copies for us to read to go along with. All right. Well, isn't isn't it on the? Oh, you don't have a computer in front of you. Because you could just pull it up electronically, I yeah, guess. Yeah, but just to go along with the meeting, would you consider 
Uh, yeah, now, particularly now that they seem to be shorter. <laughs> yeah, seriously, um, um, I'm wondering if maybe the most, the best way is to perhaps put a computer on your desk that you can just uh, pull up the electronic version. Are you, are, are you both Luddites and you prefer the paper copies? Is that what I'm reading in your language? I've never even heard of a term before. What? Um, really? <laughs> <laughs> so you're not, you'd prefer the paper copy then? I would, I would love it. Okay. Oh uh, uh, yeah, we, we'll, we'll try and make, we'll try and accommodate that. Because you have a paper copy that you made up yeah. for yourself, well, Mr. Partner. <laughs> yeah, we will, uh, We'll try and do that for you, Ms. McCoy. Okay. Um, is there anything, Mr. Dietrich, that you feel that uh, the, the um, press has overlooked? I would say being a newspaper man yourself in more, the past. More, I would say by law, nineteen By law, 1968 will uh, certainly help uh, open up development uh, for the. Is he calling it the Riverview development? Did I get that name right? Uh, I know it's Peaceful Homes. I forget what the actual name of the development is. But yeah, he's and he's quite keen. So I mean, yeah. and I think Who that's. Pardon me. What did we talk to about 68? 1968. Yeah. The year or the bylaw? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can talk about the year. I don't know if I, I'm the best guy for the bylaw. Uh, Mr. Parker, I think, would be the best person to speak to on bylaw 1968. Yeah, basically all bylaw 1968 does is just takes a piece of uh, property that's a road that listed in our plan right now and gives us, uh, uh, or we're just taking it out as a road. That's basically all bylaw 68, uh, 1968 does. Um, it, but it could lead to some future development, but that'll be a decision that I'll be uh, for council to, to decide. It will actually allow it will allow the uh, developer to put in a stormwater pond. Uh, at least to regulate the uh, the required stormwater pond as per rec the regs. Okay, um, with that, I'm going to adjourn this meeting. We'll take a five-minute recess, and then we'll come back for an organizational meeting. Yep. I'll call to order the uh, Peace River Town Council organizational meeting for Monday, November 2nd, 2015, new order. Um, and uh, the, we will say that the meeting started at... Uh, 604. 604. 604. Um, I will call for nominations for the position of Deputy Mayor. Uh, first call. Your Worship, I would like to nominate uh, Deputy Mayor Manzer. Okay. Um, I will... Uh,
And second call. Third call for nominations for deputy mayor. Hearing none, I will declare Deputy Mayor uh, Lane Manzer acclaimed for uh, a, for the third year running as Deputy Mayor. Uh, this takes us to Councilor Appointments to Boards. There's an updated list of boards and committees for review and consideration. Um, so, uh, I'm just going to quickly go through these. Peace River Airport Review Committee, uh, Colin Needham, primary member. Um, I generally attend that more as, um, I, I generally attend that as well. And they usually have, uh, the other towns and municipalities, do they have two municipal officials or just one municipal official in their CAO? Correct. Yeah. Uh, the latter, okay. Okay, number two is uh, Community Advisory Committee for Gravel Pit Operations. Uh, Oren <coughs> Ford as primary member. Terry Sawcheck as alternate. Um, how long will this advisory committee continue? Anyway. For a while. So is it necessary? Yes or no? Suffice. I would suggest yes at this present time. Mr. Sachek seems a little reluctant to say yes. <laughs> well, there's certainly some positives to be gained by sitting there, but uh, I mean, it's it's a time consuming. Okay. Well, uh, since Mr. Ford wants to sit on it, uh, we'll continue it for another year. Uh, I guess if there's nothing uh, comes out of that. Uh, committee that's worthwhile or we should probably suspend it next year. Uh, community Economic Development Board, uh, there's nothing there. I should give people a bit of a history. So this is not the only council to uh, have a running dialogue with the Chamber of Commerce. Other councils have to the point that at one point my understanding is they created a Community Economic Development Board, uh, but that also was found to be fraught with difficulties and it was suspended so uh, I I think we should just get rid of it take it right off the books anyone in agreement with that yes. I don't think if we need a motion for that Uh, Community Services Board, we have Oren Ford uh, as primary and Rod Burr as alternate. Um, is it really necessary to have the Community Services Board? Yes, that one's in uh, a bylaw. Can we change the bylaw? Wouldn't it be better to have the chair of that committee come to us on a quarterly basis with their recommendations? I think that committee also works through the community services department, right, directly, if I'm not mistaken. So everybody wants to keep it except me. Okay, it's kept. Uh, Municipal Planning Commission, I'm not going to debate that. 
I don't think I can be an alternate on that, though, because you have to attend all the time, and, and I'm also on another committee, which precludes me from being at that one. So. Just I'm not sure why we would need an alternate when we have three sitting committee members. We can't form the majority anyways. Okay. Yeah, get away with the alternate for sure. Peace River Municipal Library Board. Uh, we have Mr. Needham as primary, Rod Burr as backup. Uh, Mr. Needham, is this one uh, required by legislation? Uh, yes, we're governed by the Library Act, which is part of Municipal Affairs, MGA, so I will carry on. Uh, Peace River Museum, Archives, and Mackenzie Board. Terry Sawchuk is uh, primary member, Arn Ford is uh, the alternate. Do, is there some value in in, ha in not being on that board and just having their chair come once a quarter to make reports? I think having a council member on that board really offers them support and gets them to feel that they're, they're actually part of the, the town uh, group. They're separate, they're out in their own building. A lot of times I think they feel slightly removed from from the administration and the operations of the town, and I think a councilman don't know ties it all together for them. Okay. Uh, number eight is Subdivision and Development Appeal Board. Uh, this is required, and in fact, we have a hard time uh, coming up with enough people to fill it when it does have to be, when there is an appeal. So we'll leave that as is. Can we actually add another member there? such as Mr. Needham or somebody like that, because the issue is you have an appeal 30 days or 15 days to have the appeal, and sometimes you have people that can't make it. Isn't this the one, is this the one that you need the training for? No. The appeal, the assessment training? Well, I hope not, because I, I don't have I one don't my have own either. training. I don't have assessment review for it. This is... Oh, subdivision development. Okay, never mind. But you can't have MPC members on here. Oh, okay, never mind. Am so I correct in that? Oh. Could we uh, put you down as a as a member? Sure. Um, I believe they have only been there's only been one appeal in four years. So. Yeah, there's three members on there too, but uh, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, number nine is Education and Joint Use Committee. Uh, this one doesn't sit very often, and really they, all they discuss is, is rates, rental rates for gyms and uh, playing fields. So, I, I think um, there's probably some terms of reference, though, that the school divisions have agreed to. So I think maybe that those should be reviewed somehow or discussed with the school divisions. Well, we, we, well, we have a recommendation from Mr. Cuff to get rid of some of these committees. I've sat on this committee. Uh, there may be terms of reference, but we can always change them. And it, this, this committee is next to, gets next to nothing done. Nothing that can't be post, that can't be put towards, uh, that administration can't handle. I, I guess I would hope then that if we eliminate the committee that we do talk to the school boards 
before absolutely doing that? I don't think, well, I guess how you interpret the cuff report, I don't think he's recommending that we eliminate some of the committees. He's questioning which ones the council has to be directly involved with. And I, I think I agree with uh, Mayor Tarpey is this one is something that probably could be dealt as a Becky dealt with this administration and without council's involvement. So why don't we have, uh, why don't we, well, we can't strike the committee, but maybe we can strike the uh, council representation and just have administration come back with recommendations from these, from this committee. And uh, try and make the terms of reference work. Uh, the next one is the Emergency Services Committee. There's a little note here, very interested by multiple people, membership review. Well, uh, we had one committee meeting and we made it a common meeting at the governments and priorities, and I still haven't got the answers that I, I asked at that particular meeting, so we can always have it at a governance and priorities if people are, if there's more than a couple of people interested in that. So, uh, but is, isn't there a requirement someplace that that there needs to be that committee meet once a year, which I don't think they met last year. Like I, I thought there's a requirement someplace that the town had to have an emergency plan that had to be reviewed annually, and that's where. It, can we leave that, Chris? Leave it for you to check into it, please. Yeah, I can check into that. I'm not sure if this one is one of the mandated ones that you have to have. As opposed to you just have to have the you know emergency response plan, yeah. okay. so, which is you have that. But even still, even if it was an annual meeting, we could still make it a GMP if everybody yeah. wanted to be involved. Yeah. Um, and I will pass along the questions that I never got answered the last time. Um, it just uh, I'll just pass those along. Uh, salary Negotiation Committee. Uh, we haven't had anyone on the Salary Negotiation Committee, um, at least uh, from a council point of view. Uh, we have left this with administration. It was felt, certainly the last time, was that it was, it was actually the recommendation from the administration that it would be in the appropriate really to have a political figure on the salary negotiation uh, committee. And I think we that was the recommendation from two different administrations. And uh, the idea would be that you, you and or your delegates negotiate with the union and come up with, we, we'll, we'll, we give you parameters, you negotiate under those parameters and then come back with a set of recommendations. And so, uh, strike it. Unless you, uh, you feel, Mr. Parker, that there is a purpose to having uh, politicals on a salary negotiation committee. Uh, Your Worship, uh, generally all the places I've been, uh, it's, uh, we just get parameters set by council and then uh, administration works up because uh, yeah 
that's basically the procedure that I'm used to. Peace River Aboriginal Interagency Committee. I, uh, there has been some discussion on this. We've got Elaine Manzer, uh, used to be Ms. Benke. Um, the, there was a feeling that uh, this is actually a regional committee. Uh, the County of Northern Lights sits on it, and they have a political representative, as does uh, Northern, Northern Sunrise County. So uh, we will leave this as is, and Ms. Manzer will serve as our rep. Uh, so this one is in red, County of Northern Lights Fire Services Advisory Committee. Uh, needs to be reviewed, was not on listing at the last Governance and Priorities Committee. And it does seem to, there's another one here, Peace, um, is there a similar name committee? Is there another fire services? This, uh, we're, yeah, we're, this is rather confusing. I, I think uh, last time we talked about this, there's, there's three committees. Uh, does Councillor Ford and Sawchuk sit on a strategic? Yes, Councillor Sawchuk and myself sit on the on the strategic planning committee for the Town of Peace Rivers Fire Department. And then there's another committee um, that is between the Town of Peace River and the County of Northern Lights, which I thought we talked about. It was, was by agreement, under the joint use by agreement. So yes. The second one. And then the third one is what's written before. So the way I interpret this, there's actually, unless I'm missing something, there's three committees here, but I'm uh, yeah, this committee is no different than the Joint Fire Services Advisory Committee, number, uh, which is not in binder, but is two pages, two pages over. And I've had myself, Needham, and Ford on. So, so the one that's confusing me, I'm back to, and I think we got hung up on this last time, so on the original briefing, page 22. So this committee, County of Northern Lights Fire Services Advisory Committee, uh, by description, it includes um, the town of Manny, uh, fire chiefs, uh, and, 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 and Manny and Ozell, so and one council member. So what? it just seems odd. Yeah. On, that one, on that one description, there was that list of the town of Manning, and that's why and that's why there was the confusion at the GMP meeting of how many actual committees there were. Are there actually are they two or are there actually three? Excuse me, Your Worship. That's that's what. Right. That's what that well, I don't think. I, I think don't. I think there's some duplication here. Right. Like there's somehow. So take this one off, 13, and uh, just leave uh, just leave number one, two pages over that says not in binder on. And I uh, I only attend this meeting as an as ex officio member. Um, 
So we have Mr. Ford and Mr. Needham with Mr. Sawcheck as advisor. Uh, I think we were discussing at the last uh, GMP meeting, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Councillor Needham, but we did flip uh, uh, Councillor Sawcheck and, and your name around, did we not? I yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, okay, so do you have that, Mr. Parker? We'll yep, Mr. Needham and Mr. Sawcheck. Uh, Inter-Municipal Development Plan Committee, Tannen, Benke, Rod Burr. It's, okay, I attended one of these meetings. I don't, this is where Alicia Modi talked about a larger regional municipal group. Uh, there seemed to be some reluctance from the counties, I would say, to, to make any progress on this. You were there, Mr. Burr? That, that's an understatement you just made, Your Worship. So should we strike it? Why? I think the committee needs to remain on paper because it's it's the committee would review the the joint municipal plan between the town and the surrounding municipalities. But like I, I concur with you, there is no interest to change that in any way. And so until something happens that we really need to force an issue, I. Committee name only, right? Like it, we, it met one time. Yeah, I would probably agree with you on that, and I'm not sure I'm interested in scrapping anything that says intermunicipal development. Yeah. To be honest, I um, I mean, it would be nice. I know there were some takeaways from that, and we never ended up meeting again after that. So I'm assuming Alicia got bogged down with sort of more time-sensitive matters. We may want to look at trying to get the group back together, but if not, I, I would say we leave it, um, give it some time, and perhaps meet again, but I wouldn't scrap it. Okay, how about this? We'll keep it on for this year, but we should actively, if, if it doesn't meet, um, we, should, we should think about getting rid of it. Joint Advisory Committee, Northern Sunrise County. So we had quite a few people on there. Manzer, Benke, Burr, Tarpey. Oh, this was... Uh, yeah, I think it was discussed after the fact that it was only supposed to be the mayor and deputy mayor. Oh, okay. Okay. This is for the... This is for the joint... This is actually for the joint capital fund, right, deputy mayor? Yes, I believe that's at least one aspect. There was some talk, though, uh, even amongst Northern Sunrise County about making this a little more of a democratic committee. I, we all met up at Northern Sunrise County. But was that too many cooks in the kitchen? Or? Okay, we'll just leave it with the mayor and deputy mayor. Uh, Mackenzie Municipal Services Agency. This one I'm an alternate on, and um, Deputy Mayor is the primary. Okay. Uh, the Mighty Peace Tourist Association. Yeah. 
continue with that one. Not worth scrapping. Value gained. <laughs> it's uh, again one of those regional committees that Councilor Banky alluded to. Um, you know, certainly um, you know, we're all paying on a regional basis into a model, and uh, it would, it, we would look. Uh, we would uh, all absence would be noted. So okay. we should carry on. Well, this Northeast Housing Foundation, we should keep that going. Uh, yes, we should. They're, they're building affordable housing for seniors and other groups <coughs> in just this a, town. Just a note, though, I'm also the alternate on that one, not the primary. Okay. Councilor Needham's the primary. Uh, Northwest Corridor Development Corporation, I believe that's defunct. Scrap that one. In fact, I know it's defunct. Uh, Peace Library System required by legislation, correct? Ms. Manzer? I believe so. And again, I think I was the... So my, on that particular one, Your Worship, I, my name needs to go to the alternate uh, category. Uh, Preda Development Alliance, uh, Tannen Banke would like to step down. Are I, you... Sorry, I was just going to say, I can stay on as an alternate with that one, but okay. I can't be the primary because the meetings are always um, during work hours on a work day. Those farmers are retired people, eh? Okay. I, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. Town of Peace River list of active <coughs> boards and committees. Yeah, an RCMP community advisory committee. Do you have that one? That's the next page. That's, that's, and the, the, the title is list of active boards and committees. Peace Regional uh, RCMP community advisory committee. Uh, Mr. Ford's on that. I'm assuming that he would like to continue. Yes, Your Worship. And uh, Ms. Benke, you are listed as an alternate. Yes, that's fine. Uh, Peace Regional Waste Management Company. Uh, three individuals there, Burr, Needham, and Tarpey. I think they all three would like to stay on. Unless there's some objection. Uh, assessment Review Board. And we have one lonely guy on there, Joint Regional, Mr. Burr. And that's the one you require training for? That's the one I took the training in the spring, or January. And who would care to take some training and be able to back Mr. Burr up? <laughs> Radio silence. It was an interesting course. Does my real estate license give me a pass on that one? There were several realtors that took the course because oh, okay. they wanted to know Never mind, I'm good then. <laughs> <laughs> and they got really high marks. So. <laughs> okay, so um, that takes us to the next page, which now is a list of active boards and committees. So we got another one. Not in binder, it says here. So this Joint Fire Services Advisory Committee, we resolve that, right? So uh, that will continue, but uh, there was the mention in red a few pages before that we're s we'll take that right out of there. Uh, 
Then we have the Light Cardinal Regional Economic Development Board. I'm assuming Mr. Sawchuk will want will want to continue on that. Love it every minute of it. Well, if you want to step down, Ms. Benke, you're listed as alternate. Yep, that's fine. Uh, Northern Lake Community Education Committee, Ms. Manzer, you are on that with Mr. Needham as alternate. Fine. Okay. Peace River and District Chamber uh, of Commerce Board of Directors. So, uh, Mr. Sawchuk, you are listed here as the primary uh, as a as a primary member, with Mr. Needham as an alternate. Are we good with that? Yeah. Uh, Peace River and District Health Foundation, uh, Ms. Becky, I have you as the primary, and Terry Sawchuk as the alternate. Uh, but I do have to ask the question, given that Mr. Petluck uh, signed the letter for physician recruitment, can number five and six, Peace River Dis uh, District Health Foundation and the Physician Recruitment and Retention Committee not combine into one or? No, they're actually, the letter, I don't, I should have actually read that closer. The letter that, um, uh, Mr. Petluck sent wasn't regarding ret retention and recruitment. It was regarding housing for locums. So they are different topics. Um, the physician recruitment and retention is a separate is a separate committee. The Health Foundation primarily focuses its efforts on um, the purchase of equipment and amenities for the hospital for the doctors. So they, although sounding the same, they are actually different. Are the, are the members the same? No, the members are different. Yeah. Except in our case, so uh, because I have you listed as the <laughs> primary for physician recruitment and retention, with Elaine Manager as as secondary. Yep. You okay with that stuff? Okay. Okay. So then that takes us to the Mighty Peace Watershed Alliance. I should read and. Um, we have Elaine Manzer on there as primary and Colin Needham as the alternate. So as someone fairly familiar with this watershed alliance group, I have to ask the question, is it is it that necessary for us to have representation there? I think it would be unwise if we didn't have representation due to the, the rural aspect of that committee. We need some urban. So, uh, so if you weren't willing to be on that committee, is there anyone here that would be that would actually serve on it besides the alternate? I didn't say I would serve on it. I said I'd be the alternate. <laughs> well, seeing that Ms. Elaine, Ms. Manzer has one year to go on her mandate as being the small, what is it, medium urban? Small urban small urban rep, but I think there's, we need to think about whether we we continue with that one next year. Uh, ad, this one should be Ad Hoc Medical Center Committee, and that one's important. And we have Ms. Manzer again on that committee, and with Tannen, Ms. Tannen-Benke as alternate. 
Is everyone uh, okay with that? What you guys need to deliver this year? <laughs> so we, you should have in front of you a, uh, or should it be emailed to you? So the Peace River School Division wishes to. Uh, um, well, they wishes to strike a community advisory group. Uh, this does. They're trying to. Uh, once again, resurrect the. Uh, I think the primary driver will be moving uh, the Peace River School Division administration offices out of Peace River to to another location, which they call centralizing. Um, but they are willing to have a community advisory committee, and they have asked uh, one. Uh, um, member of town council to serve on that board um, so the question is who wants to serve on it and who is best to serve on it I guess I think one of the things that we could take a look at there is the sentence that says we would like to invite one representative either an elected official or senior staff member from the town of Peace River might consider a senior staff member as a uh, yeah uh, I believe mr. Uh, mr. Parker and I have talked about it and his recommendation is that it be a council member because it is a, idea. it's a political issue yeah mr. Nina you know the inner workings of the uh, <laughs> let's call them the public school oh, it, board it, 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 certainly certainly given given the ink that the Peace River School Division received in that Edmonton Journal this morning about 12.2 or 12.1 million dollars in reserves. It, it can't become any more stressful than, uh, than that, defending your uh, reserves. So, uh, sure, put my name down and uh, I will attend. Okay. And who will be the alternate, Ms. Manzer? <laughs> I will. Will you be the alternate? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, we have a decision. So we will serve, we will, and uh, Mr. Needham will lead the charge. Uh, so there are, uh, so there's been some recommendations for deletions, yeah, uh, in addition to the ones that we talked about, the Off-Highway Vehicle Committee uh, to be deleted, uh, Peace Heritage Places Committee to be deleted, and Intermunicipal Cooperation Committee. So, despite your <laughs> your words of advice, anything with intermunicipal, leave it on there. I think this is the one that. Yes. I thought this was this was supposed to be a mayor, deputy mayor, Reed, deputy yeah. Reed committee. I didn't realize we were deleting it, but I was not the last meeting. But that was the one that I that. Oh, I went to. I yeah. think I was on it, and yeah. then you guys decided, and then I left. Yeah, you and. And is this one of the ones that we have an agreement for? I believe so. So I think it should stay. So if we could add, keep this one, and if we could add uh, Tarpey and Manzer as the uh, as the individuals on this, 
the MVP seems kind of keen on not having other alternates to it. So, but the CAOs generally attend that. So uh, the other ones I have for deletion was the Community Economic Development Board. That going right back to the first page. So that was number three. Um, I would recommend uh, number nine, Education and Joint Use Committee. Not that that committee be deleted or struck, but rather that um, recommendations come from that committee to council. So uh, have that one staffed by, um, well, I, I know that the Director of Community Services attends that. Uh, the Salary Negotiation Committee, we will strike that because uh, uh, in, in, uh, that one should be held, it should be, uh, uh, salary negotiation should be done by administration uh, with the parameters set by, uh, by council. Uh, there was one put in red here, which I think it was redundant, and that was item 13. Um, there, and we'll delete the Northwest Corridor Development Corporation, which <coughs> is number 19. And uh, so perhaps a, there may be some slight changes. And I like this last set, uh, Ms. Fallon, where you put all the names on and the committees that they serve on. Uh, there may be some changes, but uh, I think a motion to uh, uh, adopt the committees, uh, what should we call them, committees and uh, organ um, boards. boards and committees, and uh, with with the uh, uh, as amended, i.e., with the names. Uh, agreed upon to serve on those committees. So somebody want to make that motion? I'll make that motion, Your Worship. Do you know what I said? You were going to the... Uh, or are you the, just volunteering? No. I heard what you said. I was listening. Honest. <laughs> okay. Did, did you hear what, what the motion was? No. Could you repeat it, please? I think Mr. Burr was saying... Could you repeat it, Mr. Burr? I'll try yeah, I move that we accept the list of boards and committees as percent as amended uh, during the discussion. And so you'll you'll come out with you, you know, yeah. Mr. Parker, you'll come out with a, a a clean version and send it around. And I I guess if they're attach it to the minutes and if there seems to be some errors in that uh, we it'll be up to the, the people who think they're on that board to bring up their name and just as kind of as a follow-up it's obviously that like, I don't know what all those committees are you know maybe we need to update that the description I know it seemed like you know, and probably best the people on the table to update those ones they're involved with that aren't clear. So what, why don't you make a motion that you move that administration uh, uh, ensure that all the committees, boards, committees, and a uh, proper 
description be uh, developed and included in this? What's the binder called? Boards and committees. Boards in the board in the town in the town and town and peace river board and committees binder. Okay, I'll make that motion. Should we make that into a policy? Should that be? We're actually working on that right now. We're actually working on updating that. Okay. So if we just left it as as that motion, the administration will come back. Your worship, do we need to add the arena committee on this as it is an ad hoc committee? Yes. Is, is it an arena committee or is it physical or is it recreational? Well, let's facilities? see here. We have a council ad hoc committee for the arena and then we have a regional uh, recreational needs committee as well. So we've just gone so this by two committees. There's time. actually two, but. But in essence, it's one? Yeah. One is was built to create the other. So can we just call it arena and rec facilities committee and just leave it at that? And we have two. We should settle on the name. Well, it should probably be the name that the committee is, which is um, uh, regional recreational needs facilities facilities committee. <clears throat> Regional Facilities Committee? Regional Recreational Facilities. Regional Recreation Facilities Committee. Okay. And basically the arena is a subcommittee under that. Yeah. Okay. And the uh, there's two, we have two council reps on that. And in this case it's Mr. Uh, Mr. Sacek and Ms. Benke. And um, because there's two of them, I don't think we need alternates, do we? Unless somebody wants to be an alternate, I suppose. But so we, so you should make that a motion because we already had a motion. So if you could make a motion to amend the uh, amend the amended list. Uh, well, amend the uh, list of active boards and committees to include. This committee name. Right. So I would move to put a motion on the table to amend the boards and committees list to include the regional recreation facilities committee with the uh, council participants being Councillor Sawchuk and myself, Councillor Bank. All in favor of that motion? We did vote on that other one, though, didn't we? No, we didn't. Yeah. No, we did not. No. Oh, okay. Oh, so that was the So this will be amended, the original motion, and now you vote on the actual motion because it's a, the amended now. Okay. Oh, okay. So I could have just made that as a friendly amendment to Councilor Burr's motion. That's true, too, but I thought we voted. So, uh, do you have Councilor Burr's motion? Can you read it back? I don't have it, no. Uh, or, well, do, sorry, the move to accept the um, boards and committees as amended? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, that's Mr. Burr's motion. As, so as amended in in the uh, in the council journey in the discussion as, as per the council discussion. And then Ms. Bankies will be in an amendment to this one. Uh, or uh, another Mr. one. Parker, can you give us some guidance here? Sorry. I don't uh, think so they voted, so can you not just do just the, one motion? The motion or? that uh, Councilor had was it is 
to accept the recommendation from council on the boards and the committees as amended. As, as, yeah, we've got that one as per the council discussion. So okay. Ms. Fallon's question was, so Ms., how, how does she incorporate Ms. Benke's? Oh, then what happens is it's, it's already automatically included into it. Okay. So because you moved to add that into the list, so now it goes into the, the whole list. Okay. So that's what you did. So it's just okay. the So then my motion then com comes before Councillor yeah. Burr's motion. And we voted on that, so yeah. I am calling for a vote on Councillor Burr's motion. All in favor? And... Uh, so that was also, so we covered off members at large appointments to committees, and so... No, we didn't. No? That one's an MPC one, but I can make that really quick if you want. <laughs> okay, sure, go ahead. I would put a motion on the table to accept for reappointment um, members John Clark, Andy Govro, Diane Lavoy, Tony Nickenchuk, and Aaron Hamilton to uh, the Municipal Planning Commission for a one-year term. So are all these individuals, uh, are all these individuals residents of Town of Peter? Uh, nope. Uh, for sure one isn't. I'm sure they have to be. No, I don't think a term of reference makes sense. I, I was under the understanding that we were going to have a bylaw that would uh, that would uh, restrict membership to members of the town of Peter. I guess that hasn't come to us. Yeah, well, I guess I can call for a motion there unless somebody wants to. Uh, uh, I made a motion on Right. So, does anybody want to uh, ask for an amendment to that motion and just restrict it to members of the town, uh, residents of the town of East River? I think we should wait until there's a discussion and we have the byline to do it at that point. Okay. So, all in favor of Councillor Minkins' motion? Passed. Yeah, I take, did you vote on that, Ms. Mann, Deputy Mayor? Was that, was that in favor or against? Yeah, because you only asked for in favor. There are fireworks. 1718, is that a number? Uh, so that takes us to the 2016 proposed council meeting schedule. And uh, my read of this is they're all on Mondays. I, I do have, yeah, I was going to say, I do have comments October 10th, sorry, September 5th, October 10th, and May 23rd are meeting dates, and they're all staff holidays. So we need to move it to the 5th, the 6th, the 11th, and the 24th, because typically we run the Tuesday if it's a stat. Those were the only three that I caught. I don't know if there were uh, Thanksgiving, so October 10th would move to the 11th, uh, September 5th would move to the 6th, and May 23rd would move to the 24th. <coughs> So would you like to make a motion, Councillor Benke, to, uh, to adopt the 2016 proposed council meeting schedule with the following amendments? I would, Your Worship. So with the amendments to 
the three stat holiday Mondays moving to the Tuesday, I would move that we accept um, the amended schedule for 2016. All in favor, Councillor Binky's motion. Passed. So I believe that we have covered off all the agenda items in the organizational meeting. Is that correct? Uh, meeting adjourned. Hey. <laughs> um, well, well, everybody's cleaning off their desk.